It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. All right. Welcome, everyone, to our monthly circle call for Good Vibe Astrology. I'm Jeanette, here with Quilly and Kim, ready for a scintillating discussion. So, Kim, tell us where we're going today. Yay. And, yeah, we've got some other others dialed in, too. Um, Marilyn, is that you? <clears throat> Sorry, yep. on, the call, on the line? Yep. Yay. Yep. Hi, Marilyn. Hi there. Fantastic. Great conversation before. I just got the last bit. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Michael. Cool. I'm on too. Michael's here. Oh, okay. Yay. Thanks. Thanks everyone for dialing in. And uh yeah, today, today Jeanette and I were talking about um just go, going back to a kind of basic in more than intention setting. You know how we've just had the new moon, the new moon in Libra, and it's super cool to set intentions on the new moon, uh, but it got me thinking uh, about a few <laughs> few things that I thought would be fun to talk about today and look at perhaps in our own charts or in our own lives. And the one, the first thing is the idea of, okay, what do you want? Do, uh, do, when we focus on what we want, uh, the, the law of attraction says you get more of it, right? What you focus on, you're going to get more of. And this is just the, so interesting because we are often focused either unconsciously or in a kind of a, uh, a reverse way uh, where we focus on what we don't want. Do you find that, Jeanette, why is it so much easier to focus on what we don't want? Yeah, well, that's where the desires come from. It's where they start. It's where they're birthed because we don't really want anything until we've bumped against what we don't want so it can be really easy for someone to think they are focused on what they want when really what you're focused on is what you don't want abraham describes it as every subject is a stick with two ends and we just got to make sure we're holding the end that serves us like um oh you know like when we we want to be healthy but we're focused on how we're sick right it's it's there are a lot of savvy creators who fool themselves about which end they're focused on. And I think that's why this is a subject worth getting crystal clear, conscious, and aware of. Because it can be tricky. Oh, it can be tricky. I've got a little example. Uh, <laughs> when, um, a year ago, oh, goodness, it's like a year and a half ago. It's almost two years ago. Anyway, back <laughs> when the family moved into the, house, the family house, you know, when you move in and you've got kids and it's all, you know, and you don't have movers, you're doing it all yourself. Things it take a little more time than, you know, it's, it's not instant. It's not instant perfect feng shui. And there was this old mattress, <laughs> this old mattress that nobody dealt with yet, and it really needed to go to the tip, to the dump. And uh, we call it the tip here. Um, and it was leaning against my little cabin okay so um i didn't like it <laughs> i didn't like it and it wasn't like no it wasn't anyone's fault it was just a matter of time because the van had to be borrowed to do the tip run and it was all it was complicated right it was complicated i made it um i made it all very sticky because i really day by day i liked it less and less <laughs> and i thought i was smoky focusing on no mattress, right? But I was actually focusing on that damn mattress. Yes. Perfect <laughs> I example. Was so focusing on that mattress. And the really funny thing is that eventually somehow universe squeezed through my focus and uh, uh, Aaron organized the van and got rid of the mattress and some other things. And I was like, oh, thank God, no mattress. 
the next day, <laughs> you will not believe this, guys. The next day, these uh, kids apparently there had been some other mattress up at the dumpster, like a hundred meters away. You couldn't see it or anything, but there were the. Uh, dumpster in the park was, and the kids had dragged this mattress. <laughs> no. Yes. I've been dying to tell you the story today. I don't. I don't know why. It's taken me so long for it to come out. The right time, I guess. Anyway, they dragged this mattress and they put it uh, in the little park area, which is I can see right from my window where I sit and work. And it's you know it's across the street, but there's this mattress. Sitting there, out there in the rain, this disgusting. It was worse. It was like way worse. The other one, I couldn't even see unless I walked outside. But this one, I could see all day long. <laughs> oh my word! I so, love how did it make you feel? Oh well, it cracked me up in a way because I knew immediately what was going on. But it bugged me. That mattress, I was still in the vibe of damn mattress. <laughs> <laughs> created another one. <laughs> so anyway, it took probably six weeks for management to get rid of that mattress. <laughs> and when when they did, several it was several days, and I really thought I'd forgotten all about the mattress. My neighbor apparently had an old mattress, and I'm not kidding. Three. There were three, and by then, I just was, I laughed so hard, I was in tears, and I just thought, okay. (laughs) Well, you know, there's a a real LOA way of thinking about that, to change the vibe of it and say, this mattress wanted to be with me so much that when we got rid of it, it had to send, you know, compadres to come be with me. Well, it certainly speaks to your focusing power, Kim. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty darn amazing. And um, yeah, and it just—it's just such a good example because consciously, what what did I want? I wanted the mattress gone. I did not want a mattress in my field of vision ever, except the the one in my loft, which is perfectly lovely. That's all I wanted to ever see. And obviously, unconsciously, the the way it irked me, something that bothers you obviously takes up a lot more neurons, a lot more brain mm. uh, than the, you know, not want. <laughs> so the point is that knowing what you want and Focusing on it is one thing, and allowing it in, that's one thing. But getting in touch with what those unconscious uh, messages, I guess, are they messages, Jeanette, that's going out there to the universe? Yeah, and and really it, it calls for us to be super aware of our vibration. I mean, our our emotional guidance system, Abe says, this is, how you can tell what you're focused on. If it feels good, you're focused in a way that serves you. If you don't feel good, you probably want to make a shift. Jeanette? Yeah. Jeanette? Yeah. Would it have been the universe laughing at you? <laughs> I like to interpret that very often, that it's having fun with me, and this is something that's worth laughing about because laughing <laughs> is a better vibration than grumbling or complaining or feeling stymied or frustrated. Very so. Cool. Yeah, I I often do like to think of it that way that my angels are having or my guides having a, a joke on me, and we'll all laugh about this later. But um, yeah, that's a great perspective. It's yeah, I've got one, like a bazillion stories to tell just like this, Kim. But I don't think too many top yours. <laughs> Mattress is pretty. Like you know, you those don't just manifest every day. So that's a pretty effective point that you I made. Know. These aren't little. These aren't little cots, right? These aren't little baby mattresses. These are queen and king size mattresses. <laughs> it's you know that's a lot of mass to manifest so quickly. Yeah, mm, so, kings and queens. How about royalties coming your way? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> or royalties maybe. I like that. Yeah, Holy thinks. 
I like the way you got from old moldy mattress to royalties. <laughs> See, talk about creative storytelling. There we go. Those are the skills uh, I aspire to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have so, who- yeah, I would invite everyone to maybe for this um, to play with on this call. Think about something that you are desire. You want to manifest. It's something that you would like to experience in your life. You want to let it in, and uh, maybe we could explore ways to shift that. Well, what Jeanette said is that getting to laughter or joy or just feeling good, getting a little bit happier, (laughs) can bring the relief that allows that focus in, as opposed to grumbling about why is that damn thing still here um, kind of vibe. So, Michael? It makes sense. Oh, I thought you were, yeah, I thought I heard you trying to chime in. It makes Go ahead, sense. Kim. Well, then the other, the other direction I want, or it's the same direction, I suppose, but the amplification of this is looking at, you know, we have Venus and Mars and Jupiter uh, right now all in Virgo, and it's a it's pretty powerful spotlight in that area of our chart. And it might be worth everybody thinking about what they have in early Virgo between um, zero and 13 degrees of Virgo right now. And think about what house or houses that is in. And because I tell you what, it's especially with Venus there, I found it's a, uh, such a strong shift, and it can really lighten things up. And if we can link that feel good or that potential, you know, where can we juice up life a little bit is where we find these three planets right now by transit. Um, that can we can we can tack on, tack on, but we can attach our desire to that in the wake of that or that we can just stream behind that energy and be so uh, uplifted by where this Virgo stuff is happening that uh, the desire just it's so easy to let it in I have a wonderful example I'm I am so so happy for um, you know Venus in Virgo, instead of being in Leo, the party, it was like a couple of months of sheer indulgence. And now <laughs> now I'm back on like, oh, okay, I can walk through the pastry aisle again. Wow. Right. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was just instantaneously. One day that all I could think about was, uh, you know, uh, maple bars, and the next day, ooh, who wants maple bars? It was just like sudden. I'm very grateful, universe. Please keep that up. <laughs> that's amazing. And what? That's your seventh and eighth house, is it? Where? Yeah. Did it change house? When it changed sign? No, it had been in. It was just when uh, when Church. Venus went forward again. That was, I think. Yeah. Having Venus going backwards in, That's you know, yeah. it kind of, you know, you picture Venus walking around very elegantly, but I think when she's retrograde, she, she could stumble around drunk once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, that's that, how it felt. She yeah. was totally okay. out of control, and, and I did not like that. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. happy, happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, cool. Last time we had talked, him I had mentioned that my Jupiter had moved into uh, my twelfth house, and yeah. I saw it as being kind of undercover behind the scenes. And you gave me an indication that it was actually an expansion um, of twelfth mm. house, understanding, compassion. Um, you gave me a sense of wealth um, mm. in that placement that I didn't have, and now um, I've got Venus, Mars. Jupiter and Mercury, all in the eleventh, in the twelfth house. Wow, yeah, working very well. <laughs> super, super focused there. I imagine that being so powerful for you.
Did we lose Kim or did we lose me? We lost Kim. Kim. Oh, we lost okay. Kim. Well, the good news is it wasn't me. <laughs> the bad news is <laughs> Kim's the one we prefer. <laughs> but, Jeanette, I like what you said, uh, Jeanette, about, um, you know, the universe laughing. That's just a wonderful positive. You know, you actually, you were the one that brought it up, Michael, and, and I just was reading yesterday in the I Am Discourses by St. Germain. Is, is anyone familiar with those? They're like a super classic text, but a little bit esoteric, not the easiest thing to get through. But even in this text, I'm, I'm probably only a quarter of the way through, in, in, the, in the sort of language where you wouldn't expect to run across this, they were talking with a lot of seriousness about the power of humor and laughter and finding a way to make light of it rather than um, to take it so seriously. I, if I had the book handy, I'd pull it out. But I, I highlighted that area because I thought, especially in this context, it was nice to see a, um, a reminder of the power of lightening up. And Abraham says this in almost every workshop they close. They say something like, uh, and you know we're taking to, we're making too much of this. Don't take it too seriously. We're here for a good time. Lighten up. Have some fun. <laughs> What's the name of the book? Jeanette? The I am discourses. Wayne Dyer had said he uh, Barbara at GBU had she had attended a lecture by Wayne Dyer, and in the lecture he mentioned the I am discourses, and he said you know most of you aren't going to follow up on this, but those of you who do. And those of you who read it, and he made a big promise about what could happen for them spiritually and in, and in their transformation if they read this text and really embraced the practices. And Barbara took that to heart, and what she shared made me think, yeah, it's not the easiest thing to get through, but it does sound powerful. When I ran across it at a bookstore not too long ago, I thought, yeah, it's time for me to read it. So um, I am doing it so. like an oracle where you can open up at any point? And find something that resonates. Well, I'm a little too methodic <laughs> to be practice, to be using it that way at this point. I might after I get through it once, but right now I'm doing it page by page in order, and I find myself highlighting something on almost every page. And and I agree, it isn't the easiest thing to read. It was written in like 1932, and I don't know exactly if it was channeled or I know exactly. It was, written. it was written by yeah. two women, one Jewish, one Christian, and they chose oh. it the I am together. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's cool to know. All right. Yeah, because I think it lists St. Germain as the author or something, um, and they have a couple other names in there too, but uh, but to see it in that context, mentioning the power of humor, it was funny that you brought that up on our call today too. Kim, are you back? I'm back. I'm yeah. Back. And I said, I kind of Do you remember you know, where you were, Kim? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but, but I'm back. Um, yeah, you can't, when you're dialing in and whatnot, uh, it cuts out the, anyway, I couldn't hear all that, but it sounded really interesting. And I, We're talking about the power of humor that Jeanette had brought up, and I think the power of humor is, is a divine gift. Um, Agreed. Comedians, you know, who have, yeah, yeah. it's just, you know, it's brilliant. To make you laugh. Has <laughs> anyone gone through a day and realized they haven't laughed? Oh, no. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to remember those. <laughs> right. The point being that <laughs> laughter is divine. I, I very rarely go. I very rarely have a day where I don't laugh because that's what my husband's for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> If I can't get there anywhere else, I just wait until he gets home and something he says, something he does will make me laugh eventually. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I love to laugh and I love to make people laugh, and that's pretty easy most of the time. But um, I, have, I just have romantic comedies on my DVR that I go to, like uh, as medicine, actually. Mm. You know, if I'm not feeling right. the great place, I just go watch Bridget Jones or something. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I'm having a wonderful time, mm. but I'm mostly having a wonderful time these days anyway. Mm. Even okay. classic older movies like Bring Up Baby or Mhm, or uh, the more the merrier. 
Okay, you guys, we're going to be open about this. At least I am. Michael and I have been talking in code since this call began. So yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, so Kim, Kim just shared a link. Kim, this is for your natal chart that we're looking at. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought, well, I thought I'd get the ball rolling because it'd be fun to put up some charts and just actually apply some of these ideas, uh, maybe about humor. You know, Jupiter's. Uh, basically Jove, right, for jovial, for Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. jolly, happy, you know, expansive. So so, um, it's good this idea of these degrees between, well, right now it's between 4 and 13 degrees of Virgo, so it's this 10-degree orb, all conjunct. Uh, I just thought it would be really cool to look in our charts and see where we could get some maybe lightness of being and that feeling of humor and laughter and allowing and then think while we're focusing on that or where that might grow and develop in our lives right now by transit we could then bring in the idea of what it is that we are creating and see if we can't kind of boost off that energy does that make sense that's yeah, amazing. I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'll give you an example. It, it just if you look at my chart, you'll notice that all this is just uh, tipped into my first house, mm-hmm. and I can tell you, okay, what I I knew that Venus was going direct and crossing my ascendant, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, and that all these plants had just recently crossed my ascendant, which is usually pretty big stuff. But the Venus one, and I, I felt different various things, but the Venus one, it's uh, hysterical because, you know, one of her attributes, one of the things she's associated with, you often see Venus holding an apple and you see her holding a mirror. And we know that Venus believed that she was the most beautiful, divine creature in all existence. And uh, apparently she still believes it because, <laughs> because I swear, I somehow, I went to bed in the universe where mirrors reflected what is. And I woke up in the universe where mirrors reflect something a whole heck of a lot better. <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. I had to do... For the first few days that Venus went into my first house, I had to do double takes when I caught myself in the mirror. I don't, um, you get to a certain, you know, stage in life, and you just don't look at mirrors very much. It's very freeing. (laughs) 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 But what happened, what did you see when you just happened to glance in the mirror? This is what I'm saying. You, you know, I'm at, at this place in my life where I don't really focus on mirrors, certainly not like I used to. And, uh, yeah, what's looking back looks different. Do you look happy? <laughs> uh, no, it's not even that happy. It's maybe just like 10 or 20 years younger. allow in and uh, and, and experience 
something that you are actually desiring that's not a mattress, right? It's not the unconscious. <laughs> 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 From my point of view, it happens like magic. Um, the uh, I have Neptune in the first house at 18 degrees Libra, so the you know sun and the moon you know just hit it, and um, I'll be on the phone, and I'll excuse myself, use the bathroom, and catch a look on my face. And it's not that I'm looking, as you said, at myself in a way of, you know, how do I look, how do I appear? I'll usually see a surprised um, and almost blushing look (laughs) because I've just come from a wonderful conversation with someone like Quilly. (laughs) Well, yeah, you get... That's a really good example of that new moon, and especially when the new moon is focused there. So, um, and happy solar return. Well, that was your ascent. That's your ascendant, right? Mm-hmm. Not your. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the ascendant does have so much to do with our image and our Hello, sense of identity. Hey, guys. Fantastic. Yeah, I just got a call with a client, so I'll. Oh, I can you mute Janet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where's my? <laughs> I I thought there were. Oh, good God. Um, Kim. She's open now. By the time I get to it. Kim. Holy cow, Janet. Yes. Um, with your Pluto conjunct your ascendant. I yeah, I don't want it. to talk about that. Thank you. <laughs> I see it as. Um, uh, people with Pluto on the ascendant don't actually want to talk about Pluto on the ascendant in public. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Anyway. I won't. But it was a positive yeah. comment. That no, it's I see you as the eagle, and I see you as modest, and I see that as an attribute of class. Thank you. Let's talk about where Quilly's or Janet or Marilyn. Marilyn, where's your where's all this Mars, Jupiter, Venus action happening in your chart? Marilyn is not. Oh, Marilyn is here. Oh well, me, me. It's happening in my. This is clearly. This is happening yeah. in my eighth. And it's, okay, and it's about to go into my eighth. It's just yeah, leaving my seventh into my eighth. So what's okay, your take on well, that? Okay, well then you should Quilly? go out and really, uh, yeah, prepare. Really what? <laughs> <laughs> prepare for the eighth being like having a really good time. <laughs> oh, all right. I like that little preview. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it always gets to me before it gets to you. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, we could. Have, yeah, it's great. It's been like, oh, well, I can't even say how great it has been because it's like. Um, In what ways? In what eighth house ways? Like. Oh well, okay. Other I'll people's say, money. Orgasmic is how it's been. Like. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. The rising Capricorn in me isn't too excited about that. I'm like, let's talk about money. How could this mean money? <laughs> uh, uh, that's weird. I don't, you know, um, well, because my, you know, my money stuff is really, you know, second house, right? And it's all, it's a, it's a big stallion there that never manifests money except when I need it, I guess. It doesn't even, it doesn't even compute because it's so... It's, it's. I don't know why. Um, I'm. I'm not a true Capricorn rising, I guess, because I do do not care about money. You know what I? What I just thought of for me is as I'm house hunting, house shopping. Pretty soon, I will be in front of like finance people. Although I already know they're going to probably give me more loan than I even want, so it's not like I'm like need a lot of someone else's money, but maybe it could be at a great interest rate or something. I don't know. The interest rates are good. The Wait, I thought growing. you had the perfect house, Jeanette. It's it, it's pretty perfect, except my ex lives in it. So. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you guys said it was a, a good we do, situation. We do. Well, I just don't want to do this, and I don't want to still be doing this in five years. I started that vision mm-hmm. meditation. Oh and right. It just kicked all sorts of things into into place for me. So, change ah. in the air. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Can I well. ask? Okay. Do we well, know that sounds like a wonderful thing for you then to get 
other people's money buying you a house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jeanette. I'd be into that. Jeanette, I'm yes, also Jeanette. wondering whether, um, because it's not just money, is it? It's resources. Yeah, shared resor- shared resources. Well, so shared something- resources—that's the thing. So shared resources include sharing a house with somebody in terms of where you live. I know that that's fourth house is home, but I'm thinking about whether there's something here about shifting shifting shared resources so that so that, so that the it's because it's not just home. It's I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that comes along with living in the same house. It isn't necessarily home related, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It does. Uh, little, little tiny things like you know sharing meals, or you know uh, you both take bread from the same out of the same packet, or I don't know, just stuff like that. I'm thinking about whether mm-hmm. there's a way to expand this so that you can leverage it a bit when it comes to looking at how things will shift. Not you know, that would be so easy to, I was going to say that'd be so easy to see how it could work to my advantage if I were looking to share resources, but since I'm doing the exact opposite, you know, it's um. Yeah, here's well, where yeah, I I get that. My feeling is when we look at the eighth house highlighted, it's the perfect time to get a loan, to ask for a grant, or ask for a uh, um help with financial resources so that one can flip to the second house, become more financially independent. Mm. Because that the things that you're sharing, it's also this awareness of shared responsibilities. And if that scale <laughs> is t- not tipping right, it's not feeling like that scale's balanced, then the ability to tolerate, this is in Virgo, guys, so we can be very aware of the minute details of what's going on. And I I get the feeling that after that lengthy stay in the seventh house, a lot of seventh house revelations about uh, relationships and commitments, shared um, legal contracts, that sort of thing, because you share the house legally in a monetary sense, right? You, I am on the has, I'm has, on the title, but not the mortgage. So okay, so yeah, so uh, this feeling of being more balanced about these shared shared resources, but the the big plus is magnificent time to ask for a loan, and to mm-hmm. that will be the case the whole time Jupiter's there, but you. Um, you might find with Venus there and Venus and Mars, you walk into that and talk to that loan officer and you just charm them into the deal of <laughs> oh a my lifetime. God. Okay, well, I was thinking. I know. I was thinking they'll give me more loan than I even want because I know how, what how big I want my payment to be. But, but yeah. there is a question of the payout of the equity where Russ and I have different ideas about what that should be. So right. I can see the right. planet well, working to my benefit on that one. They do, and to negotiate that kind of thing, Venus is very, very good negotiator. And with Mars there, you're no pushover. Mm-hmm. And uh, the combination of the two, if you had one without the other, Venus could may want to please too much and go, okay, all right, let's make everybody happy, uh, which can be fine. I did that before, Ma- yeah. I yeah, did that before. Yeah, but with Mars there, it's... The, uh, excuse me, let's make me happy. <laughs> so so you, get a, you get a balance. You get a balance with it. And um, Is that the Venus and that. Mars bring in the, the charm offensive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Janet, where are they happening in your, your chart? In the fifth. Ooh. Okay. All right. Oh, oh there I see. What I... Like, Sounds like fun. Can we look at your chart so I can visualize it? Uh, yeah, I, uh, mine's number what? 55. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's easy to remember. I know. Okay, so... Oh, yeah. And in there for solid for a while. Did you just say you were in a rut? I misheard you. 
no, no. I, I said I've, what I've been finding is I'm, I'm getting very creative about systems. Uh, it's like uh, the I, I've been aware for the longest time that I would like systems to support me and to streamline things and I just haven't put my attention there. So ever since the Virgo New Moon and I've been consciously looking for systems and looking at systems and I've been coming up with some really kind of much more creative than is my than I than I have been in the I've always been good at systems uh, because they make things more efficient and I have to work less basically I'm lazy it's my Taurus finding ways to <sighs> make make life easier <laughs> through systems um, but for some reason though, recently I've just been having much more creative ideas about how to use them how to design them and how to make them work and that's been and have been having fun with them there's been an element of fun rather than you know oh I've got to find this admin system and make it work yeah yeah very much so so I'd be interested to see what Venus and Mars kind of bring to the party as well mm-hmm. more fun and that new moon was conjunct your sun of course because you've got a solar return coming up uh did you, one. yeah yeah did you set any I did yeah cool yeah cool sorry have you looked at your solar return for um I have, I have. I, I, I looked at it ages ago and I want to kind of go and revisit it. That's one of my, oh, sorry. <laughs> my, um, the inverter for my solar power system is just being reinstalled after being repaired. Um, it's going into the wall nearby <laughs> okay. me. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I did look at it ages ago and I want to look at it again today. That's one of the things I've got on my calendar for this week is to dive yeah. into it, get ready for, get ready for, um, you know, because it's a week away, uh, well, a, a, around yeah. a week. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And which brings us to the idea of, okay, we see this stuff happening, we see these trances, we look at where things might boost, and but we've got to bring it back to what is it are we consciously wanting to create and how can we let this fuel that creation in a positive way. Like Jeanette's talking about, okay, I'm house hunting and this is going to require, I mean, it's going to require a bank loan probably to um, finance the the new house. Perfect. Okay, so she can look at what's uh, this movement straight into her eighth house. And, I mean, would you want to, that's not the time to go, oh, I'll just meditate this month and look at that next month. No, you'd want to you'd want to be applying action to it. So that's kind of the feeling of the prepaving. But it helps to know what it is you're wanting to create. Would you say I mean, Jeanette, what happens when you have all this, you know, uh energy well, and these great trances but you're not really focused on anything? It's it's just like when you know when energy gets harnessed when it gets focused it's super powerful in fact this is why on the i wrote a blog post recently that i had a lot of fun with cuz i got to make a glyphy chart where it was a flow chart where to, in answer to the question what should i do cuz i get this question from oh, yeah. a lot of savvy no. creators saying what should i do and the first thing i said was do you know what you want And a lot of people say, yes, I do. And I'm like, really? Can you articulate it? I ran myself through my own chart the other day, and I failed the first question. Can I articulate it? Oh. Yeah. Right? I mean, and I teach this stuff for a freaking living. So it's it's just, if we're going to harness this power, we've got to know where to point it. And if we aren't clear about that, where, however we can get more clear, we have more power available to us to play with. And if you're looking at focusing that power or how you use that power in an eighth house uh, frame of reference, um, mm. you use the word feeling before, and to me that kind of says it. It's not necessarily an analytical approach, um, in my opinion, it's more of a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, you you own the the property with the bank. When I pay on a mortgage, I feel like I'm paying rent to the bank. 
and you want it to be yours, so you want to give them as little as possible and have as much. You know, I, I, I actually owned my home for many years mortgage-free, and um, and I found in being mortgage-free that there wasn't actually any more freedom than when I did have one. So it was really a, a nice opportunity for me to not just make peace with debt, but to be able to celebrate it. I kind of feel like the bank is footing the bill for my good time because I get to spend money on other stuff. In the meantime, it has to be in It's holding down the fort for me in this real estate that, yes, I love and I'm glad to have my name on, but I, it frees my money up to go do other things with it. Plus, I get a great tax write-off. Yeah. I mean, it, there, there's a whatever story we choose to tell about it, it's there for us to, to pick, but let's all just be sure we're choosing the one that really empowers us the most and gives us the most freedom and fun. I love that perspective, Jeanette. I think that's that's um that's a really helpful one for me because I still have a mortgage and I there are days where I kind of think, Oh, I should be I should be mortgage free by now and it's like I know that's not a helpful thought to have. I've no I've no desire to be I've no desire to be thinking that thought, but I much prefer the idea of, yeah, good on your bank. You can look after the. You can yeah. take care of you the put house. your money oh, in this boring stuff. place. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm yeah. going to do with it. Ha-ha. Yeah. Ha-ha. I love that. <laughs> and, and I'll say That's this too: my thought. dad is very financially savvy, who owns several uh, properties around town. He he maintains a mortgage on his personal residence, and he doesn't have to, but he does. Yeah. For the tax write-off. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly why. I think he likes his money to play in other places. He he likes. He's the also building his credit up. There's yeah, there are some, there are the tax write-offs yeah. itself can be a compelling reason to do it. But and I could buy a house for cash, but um, but I think I'm going to let the bank in on the party mm-hmm. to a certain extent, not to one that I feel stressed out about, but. I think it's nice of you to let the bank come and play with your house. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially since with this eight-house eight transit, these are shared resources. And it's like give others an opportunity, and that can be uh, your bank. And there are, you know, talk to financial advisors, as you know, because you actually are one, um, <laughs> that there are all kinds of benefits to uh, having a mortgage. And, yeah, it's basically just all how you think about it. So it makes perfect sense. Boy, you know, i got to say, Kim, it, it comes back to storytelling skills to give us, to give ourselves the freedom to tell it in a way that no one else might think to tell it. But for us to find a perspective that raises our vibration and allows everything else that we want, it gives us access to it in that vibrational state. It's so important for us to be able to tell a different story. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Jeanette, I have to, have I have, this is Quilly. I've got to um, correct what I said earlier about not thinking about money at all. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> that's not true. I have got myself in this pretty great situation of, of having my own home with a mortgage that is, my mortgage on this place is less than if I were to rent a bunk bed in San Francisco. <laughs> really? No, bunk bed. A room with a, and, you know, sharing a room with a bunk bed in San Francisco now costs eighteen hundred dollars a month. Good lord. Yeah. Then anyway, <clears throat> and I always think of myself as lackadaisical about money, but somewhere that Capricorn is in the corner figuring things out. <laughs> Down to the penny. Oh, I, and I, I arranged this whole thing to have this, to buy as much time for myself as possible. I have all of my time to myself, and I still manage to, um, you know, have what I want and and live kind of the life of Riley here. So mm-hmm. I take it all right back. <laughs> <laughs> time, that's what you're buying, going to be, you know, let the bank pay for your time. <laughs> well, that's Capricorn, isn't it? You real yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to contra- not contradict, but I was going to 
Uh, I was going to speak up when you said oh, I'm not typical Capricorn because you know I don't, and because I've known you a long time, <laughs> really, <laughs> and I I know that there's been a very powerful creation for your security and your financial security and your home and the things that are important to you. So, and I see that very much as a articulate planning Capricorn in action. Mm -hmm. uh, I I wouldn't diss your Capricorn rising because I think you express it and it works very powerfully in your life for you. Yeah, and Venus there, though, does like to pretend that she's like, a, you know, the queen lying on the divan eating bonbons with no effort mm-hmm. at all into making money. <laughs> that's right. Like, I don't care about money. So that's <laughs> well, because people just give it to me. Why should I care? <laughs> yeah. 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 So true. this is like what we're having here is bearing our psyches day on this call. <laughs> it is. Hey, Jeanette, though, I want to talk to you for a second because mm. I have felt more emotion from you today than I have in many previous calls. I just I'm going to say more about out. you than it does me, but... Uh, I no, I just said, well, you that. may be, but, you know... Um, I think of myself as a kind of an open book. I mean, I'm not... Really? It, am I being different today, guys? Uh n- not really oh, different, sense. exactly. It's just more... Energetic. Um, Irritated? Energetic. Because talking about my ex keeping this house isn't my favorite subject. <laughs> no, that's what I meant. That's oh. kind of, that's really what it is. Oh, that yeah, there's yeah, that, yeah. That's that The harder of, edge? Yes, a harder edge and yeah, yeah. A, a kind of, um, oh. let's see, steel trap kind of emotion. Oh. <laughs> That's the impression I'm getting. Like, ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because a lot did. of times when you talk about your ex, it's a, you know, it's kind of, um, oh, everything is fine, kind of thing. And oh yeah, yeah I could tell you a few stories recently <laughs> <laughs> at Mars, Mars and Venus. Like, um, like what? What's this iron fist in a velvet glove or something like that? What is it? How does it go? Yeah. Well, oh, I'm having yeah. a little bit of fun with him. It's because, yeah, he's getting a little bit of his due here, and I'm not minding sending it his way. Hmm. I've got my I, son I like that. Go Sorry. I was just going to say, this is this is reminding me of the conversation a few weeks ago about, um, uh, was it your Mars return? I can't remember, Jeanette, but there was that idea that feisty Jeanette was coming out. <laughs> oh, good Lord, yeah. I, I like yeah. that. I was such a big fan <laughs> of that when I heard it. Because I, I, uh, I think you mentioned in the recording for this for the course that there had been a conversation with um, with someone where you'd given them your opinion, and I remember hearing that conversation and kind of going, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> partly because I have to be honest, partly because as a fellow people pleasing Libran um, and a lazy Torian, you know, I, I find I do get feisty, and I can happily do feisty in writing, but. I don't often do it as openly as that. It's rare for me, and I really want to be more feisty. I want to be able to stand my ground a little better than I have in the past. So I really like that clarity. I really like that sense of, you know what, there's a there's a line in the sand and we don't cross that line. I like it. Mm. So it I'm nice liking it more too, the way you're, you guys are <laughs> describing this. Thank you, Quilly and Janet. I appreciate this. Well, it kind of it makes when watching you do it because you're so good at, at at being inclusive and not being judgmental. I really appreciate that about you. So when I see you managing to do feisty without judgment, I think, wow, that's she's pulled that off really well, <clears throat> and it gives me <laughs> gives me reason to hope. No, it gives me um, it gives me um, it, it helps you know by modelling. It helps me kind of go, yeah, no, I can see how I can do that. Well, it is a good model, isn't it? And it's it's kind of the ideal Mars because if Mars is too, you know, if Mars just runs roughshod all over everybody, uh, Libra is not going to be comfortable. You have to find a balance where there is this fair but firm um, Mars. And uh, 
stand your ground, you know, but don't leave a trail of bodies. <laughs> you know, I, I did have fun firing my real estate agent last week. <laughs> You're about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a few bodies. <laughs> oh, I think real estate agents are perfectly capable of recovering. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. It was fun it for me, though. Me. It was really fun to say, you know what? I don't like this just a little bit. And just a little bit is too much. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is, that's amazing, Jeanette. That really is. That's a, yeah, pretty fun. It's like a relief. This reminds me of... Like a release, like a weight taken off your shoulders. Getting rid of a toleration. It was at the first sign of it, like it wasn't even going to. All right, that's not fair. It was probably the second sign. The first one, though, I was paying attention. I wasn't letting it slide. (laughs) I was fully aware. The second one, I was like, yep, pulling the plug here. Mm. (laughs) I wanted to make sure that um, with my ex, we... uh, um, I paved the way for a no-fault divorce, and in order to do that, I signed over my half of our home, and I signed a, you know, a quick claim deed, and um, eliminated all of these strings that could bind or tie you down, and um, I felt so much better letting go. Mm. Well, sometimes yeah, that that letting go, that just uh, complete acquiescence of of involvement, can be very empowering as well. And it can take courage. It can take Mars to do that kind of thing. So There's can, a lot of I Mars can... and Capricorn on, <clears throat> in our group, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, really? Not here. Not me. <laughs> I'm the odd one out. <laughs> If everyone else has got Mars and Capricorn, I'm definitely the odd one out. Oh, no, not everyone. <laughs> What's your Mars? Yeah. What's your um, my Mars is in Libra, intercepted. <laughs> in what house? In the sixth. Do you find but, yeah. that, that you um, came and talked to me and Jeanette about magic ritual and sixth house? Do you find yeah. that resonates to you? Absolutely, and it's something I've, because of you know uh, this has been something that's relatively new to me, <clears throat> and I'm really relishing it, really relishing it. But yeah, it's interesting for me to sort of recognise that because I one of the things this is why I love astrology. The, the for years and years and years and years and years, I knew that I struggled to set and maintain boundaries. I knew that I would get feisty, but I wouldn't do anything about it. Didn't know how to express it. Um, I could do it for other people which is why I was a good union organizer but couldn't do it for myself and once I looked at the astrology and went oh hello <laughs> there's Mars in this in this in Libra mm. intercepted in the sixth uh, it's taken a while for me to understand how I do boundaries how I do um, that kind of thing and being able to recognize this the astrology and do it differently from other people has been really valuable Bar. just incredible I didn't know you were a union organizer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, I, I, I was my a husband union was a union. Or, what yeah. union, by the way? Oh well, I was a performer, and during that time, I was the I was often the union rep for Actors Equity, which is our like a you know. Oh right, the yeah. And uh, we don't have a separate one for screen and stage actors. They're all in one union. Um, and then. Uh, Eventually, and I be, so I was a union organizer for them for a couple of years, and then I was a union organizer for the union that looks after academics. So it's still sort of you know small, small people who are uh, struggling with workloads and uh, don't tend to think of themselves as being unionists. That kind of <laughs> you know. <laughs> Does the name Pat Quinn, Patrick Quinn, ring a bell? He was president of Actors, Actors Equity um, in Australia. No, here in New York. No, no, I don't know. I don't know the American unions at all. I'm afraid. I know the Australian ones. Well, they've all changed since I stopped doing it. But um, that's a fine line to walk, though. That you're walking. Well, it's interesting. It was always interesting for me, especially in recent years. I found that uh, one of the biggest struggles for me was getting people to step up and claim their power because they had industrial documents that would give them. You know, so an academic who was working 50 hours a week, 
I could say to them, yeah, that's way more than you, you know, you have the you have the, you have the entitlement if you want to claim it to take more time off. So their sense of personal power was making it impossible for them to claim to step into their industrial power. So that was the most rewarding part of my job. That's one of the reasons I sort of thought, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm really interested in personal power um, in, an industri- in an industrial framework because if people won't step up and claim it, it doesn't matter what kind of agreements they've got, they don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, Janet, I want to say, I want to commend you on um, your Identity Shift Ninja program. I don't, I don't post a lot there, but you would be really surprised if you see how I have morphed since I've been in there. Oh, wow. Thank you for that, Kelly. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like happening, it's cellu- like on a cellular level, I think. Ooh, that's so cool! Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's um, it is really cool. It's amazing. So it's weird. Ooh, but I wanted to thank morning. you about for that because you know, <laughs> okay. since I don't write about it very much, you might think I'm sort of not getting it, but I am. So I thank so you. appreciate that. Thank you. Have Kim and Jeanette left the call? Have they? <clears throat> no, Kim is here. I uh-huh. I gotta go, but uh, Marilyn, did okay. you have a question? Did you want to look at uh, this? That's all right. Uh, it's all right. I must admit, I was just getting a bit spaced out on this call. It was kind of going all over the place. But um, I just—it's all right. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll take what you said in the beginning. I mean, it's—I um, it's, think it was really important uh, to actually look at that chart transit of Jupiter, Venus, and Mars, and where it is. But um, so thanks, everybody. Oh. Okay, but um, if you want to talk about it specifically in your in your chart, because that's all in your third house going, it's in your third house yeah, right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting very. It's it's in the third, but it, it's um, closing into the IC. Um, mm. but it's. I, I might talk about it on the. Um, in the forum. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's, Post it's it. just the activation of uh, everything. But I thought, well, you know, particularly with... Uh, yeah, anyway, it's too late to go into it now. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know if it applies... Go on. What, what's that, Michael? I don't know if it applies um, if you're in Australia, but I've been watching The Ascendant during our conversations. And it started in mid-Taurus, um, and it's now moving into mid-Gemini. And we were right. talking about money, resources, eighth house, second house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's very cool. Here, of course, it's been in Scorpio and uh, Sagittarius. <laughs> oh, far out. <laughs> we're on the Which other is... side of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so Which is very cool. <laughs> yeah. Which is very and interesting. And the West yeah. Oh, go ahead, Marilyn. I was just going to say it's very interesting that Scorpio, because I have Mars in Scorpio, and this conversation was pissing me off. <laughs> it's really interesting. It's Why was it pissing you off? Um, it was confusing my head. My head. Well, anyway, it was. It's my my story. My story. It was just like yeah, it's my story. It's um yeah. It was just like yeah. It's, it's always our story, isn't it? It's always lots to learn. Yeah. But it's interesting, yeah. So, um, but no, I just wanted to say to Sim that thanks because that, that uh, uh, Jupiter, Venus, Mars, you know, just taking and that beginning of the call, you know, with Je- uh, 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 Jeanette's input too with that is just, uh, yeah, it's really helpful. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And Venus yes. is, I think, square your ascendant right now. So that's... Um, would she be? Yeah. Um, that's always interesting. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, I got to go. Thank you so much for being here and bringing your thoughts and your ideas and your energy. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Okay, Thanks, we'll see you, in the, see you in the forum. Thanks, Heath. Thanks, Bye. Kim. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.